Welcome to Garage A Trois. Thank you for joining us. Marie, the bias. <laughs> What's going on, lady? That is from feature film Beauty and the Beast, in case you did not recognize it. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> Marie, the baguette. She says, Oh, the baguette. With his tray, yes. like always, the same old bread and rolls to sell. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's making me hungry. <laughs> I already know I'm in trouble right now because um, I was actually in your neighborhood yesterday. Hello. I. And went to a new dermatologist, unfortunately, because I have something on my face that I'm, like, positive is cancer. Oh, no. And he sort of agrees with me, so he, like, whacked a little piece of it off to biopsy. Yeah. Um, apparently, I have not laughed since yesterday because I just laughed right now and it really hurt my fauche. Oh. So. <laughs> oh, there I go again. Oh, no. We'll, we'll make this a very serious version of the podcast. <laughs> no laughing aloud. Oh, this no. really hurts. Oh, no. I'm Shoot. Fine. I'll be fine. Isn't it just the dream of everyone to have, like, something really wrong with them right now? When he said, he was like, yeah, this, I'll admit, you know, this might, it this sort of looks like basal cell. Um, we're going to go ahead and take a biopsy. And I had this moment where I was like, I hope it fucking kills me. (laughs) (laughs) Ouch. My face. Oh no. That is concerning, but it's fine. Yeah. Honestly, 2020. Fuck you. 2020. (laughs) (laughs) And I, of course, I don't know if you have ever had to deal with something medical that you put off, but like I noticed the thing on my face, like, honestly, in, like, January. (laughs) And I was like, oh, that's weird. And then it was, like, Shape-shifting. Yeah, I just, like, would either forget it was there, because it's just this, like, little tiny... My brother was like, how did you even know, you know, that something was there? It's just this, like, little tiny patch of skin that didn't look like any other skin on the side of my nose. And... I was like, it's nothing. Didn't go away. Didn't go away. Didn't go away. And then I'm like, maybe it's something. And then I like cried because I didn't want to have skin cancer on my face. And then I like ignored it for a while. So I've handled it really maturely. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Really mature. (laughs) Oh, Anne. (laughs) Episode three, Gratitude. Let's go. Final episode. (laughs) <laughs> in in memory <laughs> in memoriam I'll be on that oh, like, slide man. show for 2020 yes Marie how, how the fuck are you I'm okay uh oh say more it's just I don't know yesterday went by really fast I feel like when most days have been going by super slowly so I'm like what's happening (laughs) I'm in some (laughs) sort of like alternate universe it's not supposed to be three o'clock already I haven't even had my nap yet no I don't know (laughs) it's okay if you take a nap if they have nap pods at google you're entitled to a nap oh yeah definitely I'm a napper my husband's not so much (gasps) 
Okay, I'd like to hear more about this because I will I will share with you what I am and I want to fully acknowledge that it's not good. I'm not <laughs> a good napper. I I very rarely nap because I have more than once in my life, if I take my nap too late in the day, have literally rolled over and been like, 7 p.m., guess I'll just sleep through the night and, like, not <laughs> gotten out of bed after. Tell me about your napping philosophy. Um, I'm, like, an afternoon napper, mostly on the weekends. Like, we're all home just hanging out and... Maybe I'm a little hungover or something. I'll definitely take a like a one hour, 90 minute nap, maybe. Does your body clock wake you up or do you set an alarm? Oh, my body clock usually wakes me up. Wow. Or, or Harry like stomping in the room annoyed that I'm still sleeping. <laughs> Are you up yet? Oh, okay. Do you feel like it's like a little indulgence or do you feel like it's good self-care like what's what's your feeling about what the nap represents um I would say a little bit of both like definitely I guess if you're feeling tired in the afternoons like you should kind of listen to your body and be like okay maybe I should just shut my eyes for a minute or two if you can I know I'm talking like I have nothing else to do oh just gonna nap today nothing else is going on I feel the opposite way about you just so you know I get so self-conscious when we try to schedule these because I'm like I got nothing going on (laughs) (laughs) I got nothing I got nothing let's do this yay and then I made a joke the other week when I was texting you and I said something like I have no one to care for I made a joke that I wanted to be self-deprecating, but I also worry that with text messages, it's really hard to interpret context. Oh, yeah. And I had a moment after I sent it where I was like, I hope she doesn't think that I'm making some kind of a dig at her, <laughs> that, like, she takes care of other people or, like, she has, like, children oh, and a husband. damn kids. <laughs> Just get on the call, Marie. <laughs> I'm like, your your family life is really getting in the way of our podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. recording. <laughs> oh, I love this. Although I have to tell you too, I'm I appreciate the way that you said that you're okay because I tried to listen to a podcast the other day that I've never listened to before. Um, I will withhold the name of it just so that I'm not just shit talking to shit talk. Yeah. And it's two women. And it's a lifestyle podcast, and they seemed like they were going to be um, thoughtful, awakened, socially conscious people, and I was very excited about it. And they got on their podcast, and the one woman said to the other, how are you? Oh. <laughs> the other lady goes, I'm great. You know, how are you doing? And I was so offended by how enthusiastically she said, I'm great. And it was a recent episode. It wasn't like I had gone back into their archives. It was like pre-COVID when everybody was doing doing better than they are now. (laughs) And I just thought like, what kind of fucking asshole are you that your response is, I'm great. And I literally, I listened for like another seven minutes and I just couldn't get over it. And I was like, nope, I can't. Like if that. If you think it's okay to be great, you're wrong. <laughs> you need to be unhappy. <laughs> you need to be just as miserable as the rest of us. Biatch. Your face needs to hurt when you laugh. <laughs> At least. At you least. need a cancer scare in your life. <laughs> yeah, is it a scare yet? We don't have the answer about whether or not it's cancer. No, no, no. 
You're that good. rhymed, so that You're was good. fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, um, I yeah. had, to, I was having like these weird heart palpitations, and like earlier in the year, pre-COVID, and I like right before COVID and my doctor had recommended that I wear a heart monitor for a couple of days. And I was like, Oh no. I was like, fuck yeah, this is cool. And then nothing like I'm totally fine. (laughs) That I was going to ask you if you've ever had any like close calls. I, um, I had a sort of ongoing health issue. Uh, it was like, wow. It was like 10 years ago now. It was when I was leaving to go to grad school and I didn't know it, but I had fibroids. Mm. And despite the fact that it's incredibly common, fibroids are a benign tumor that develops in or around or outside your uterus. And mm-hmm. um, no one could figure out what was going on. And sorry for all the men who are listening, but the symptom was that I just had like nonstop bleeding. Mm, no. <laughs> non stop I like did the math at one point and I it was like the equivalent of donating blood like every two weeks it was like it was really <laughs> really scary and awful oh no um and I ended up having surgery my Christmas break of my second year in grad school so while Lord, everyone else was off skiing in Tahoe I was yeah. having surgery and then it went so poorly that I had to have surgery again but I had to wait no. until my spring break <laughs> Are you kidding me right now? So my second year of grad school, I was working two jobs, bleeding nonstop, having surgery every vacation, um, and, like, trying desperately to get a job. So that was a, yeah, fun year. Dude. And Good times. Yeah. That's fine. You're I'm a magical survivor. creature. <laughs> Um, all right, what what's on the docket today, Marie? What are we talking about for the good folks at home? Trump has COVID, guys. <laughs> this is this is old news. This will be old news by the time we get this up. But um, I read an article on the TMZ app, and say what you will, say what you will about TMZ, but I I rely on them as a reputable news source. Particularly for my celebrity <laughs> news, which I I consume on a regular basis, um, and I don't agree with some of their paparazzo fucking tactics, but they do break stories. Like they've broken a lot of stories. Um, I think they broke Kobe, the Kobe hel- helicopter they crash. Did. Yeah, yeah. So like big stories. So I admit, I, I admit, I do check their site pretty co- frequently, um, but. <laughs> What this, is this frequently? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I scroll through in the morning, maybe mm-hmm. twice, maybe twice a day. I check their. Is app. this an alternative to checking social media, for example? Sure, because I don't. Uh-huh. We're not yeah. on social media, so yeah, yeah. I guess let's. I get my garbage news from their site, um, but they had a story on there. Um, the article I'm referring to is regarding Trump's news conference last Wednesday, um, at some outdoor area of the White House, maskless, of course, and Oof. the report is saying that a bit of spittle, quote, <gasps> spittle, visibly flies out of Trump's <laughs> mouth. And I mean, this is terrible because if you know anything about COVID, spittle. 
Oh. Yes. Well, COVID and the spittle. <laughs> it's most contagious. Yeah. And Trump Trump was at that point so highly contagious. Um, most contagious through droplets and particles from your <gasps> nose and mouth. Oh, that's gross. That's gross. that's gross. So it just, it's like visible from the report. And it's what? disgusting. What is the difference between spit and spittle? I think spittle is like it, like it, when it gets in the corners of your mouth and it kind of collects, you know, <gasps> and like, yes. And then, <laughs> you know, you can see the, not just like, sometimes you can't really see like particles in the air, but a spittle, I feel like is like bigger. <laughs> I'm like trying to act it out in my, in, oh, by oh, myself. Oh, man. Like we need to put chunks. like a gif on the website. com. everybody. Please go there and we will figure out how to put a gif of Marie oh, signing goodness. Spittle. Maybe spittle. spit is <laughs> intentional. Spittle oh, sure. is unintentional. Un- yes. <laughs> it just collects and flies oh. on its own. Oh my gosh. Gross. Um, but Never in our lives have we had to hear about our president's spittle before. And it's Trump and coronavirus is why TMZ is reporting on this hard story. (laughs) TMZ, man. TMZ stands for, I believe, 30 mile zone. And it refers to basically Los Angeles. So like the 30 miles, 30 square miles of LA. Am I getting that right? Sure. (laughs) No. I bet you're right. Or is it like DMZ, no, like I the demilitarized zone? I have heard the. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> similar. It's similar. Um, but I, I agree with you. I think that they have really branched out to cover different news. I get my news through the Google News. Um, I don't use an app. I just go to it on my browser. And okay. It gets a little scary algorithmically because I think one time a year ago I clicked on a story about people in Pennsylvania getting the measles and then I was getting measles stories for like three months and I, you know, I don't really know how to coach them that like I regret clicking on that link. Um, but actually that could be a point of pride, which is I don't read a lot of news about Trump because I still remember very vividly where I was on election night in 2016. Mm-hmm. I remember being at Dargan's after work, right across the street from our office at the time. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm going to do everything I can to minimize the amount of access that this person has to my life, my private life. I don't want this creep, arrogant bastard sexual offender in Mm -hmm. my life I don't want him allowed in and I have really tried to not hear his voice I've tried to not see his face I don't read about you know the next outrageous thing that he was tweeting some Mm. people think it's funny I don't think it's funny you know it's like it's it's been really tough and when he got sick there was like the shame train was so quickly like oh you shouldn't wish for someone to be unwell. And I'm like, hold up, motherfuckers. He has spent <laughs> four years unleashing terror on all of our most vulnerable populations. And now yeah. we're supposed to send him best wishes? Like, yeah. no thank F you. Off. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. Jesus Christ. 
So TMZ has an app. Did I understand they you? They do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Hey, there's no shame in your game. Get, get some juice. Every You're now an informed citizen, man. <laughs> yeah, I like my pop culture. Uh, speaking of being an informed citizen, I wanted to share with you, and I did take a photo of it in case we want to put it on the website. So I voted. I Yay. filled out my ballot. I used the Courage Campaign, which is a progressive voter guide to help me with all our very, very many uh, ballot propositions. California loves yes. itself some ballot props. Um, mm-hmm. But I had a really funny moment because I was so excited to get that I voted sticker. And I opened the envelope and I saw the sticker and I was like flashing it around to my family. And I'm like, guys, look, guys, look, I'm going to get an I voted sticker. And I looked at it and I don't know when I read, I tend to like skim it. And then if I need to, I'll go back and read more carefully. So I looked at the top line of text and what I saw was I voted. And then I looked at the bottom line of text and it says, Vote por correo, which means I voted by mail. And I went, wait, what? And I looked back at the English and it says, I voted by mail on the sticker. (laughs) They're really pushing that. Be proud of voting by mail. (laughs) I was devastated because I felt, I don't know if you've noticed, but if you, (laughs) if you uh, dictate an iMessage on your iPhone to someone when it sends to them at the bottom of the message, it says sent with Siri. Have you seen oh, that? Oh, I think I have seen that. So for yeah. some reason, Apple thinks it's really important for people to understand that you have dictated the message that you're sending. And people have speculated that it's because, you know, if the dictation is poor. They're kind of like covering their ass. I personally think it's very ableist. Sure. I think people who do not have the, the ability to type an iMessage should get to dictate it and it's nobody's fucking business that they're dictating it. So I have sure, sent them that sure. product feedback like seven times now. But I feel like I voted by mail is kind of the same vibe. It's like, yeah, you voted, <laughs> but you voted by mail. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> so the one thing that I was really looking forward to, other than Joe Biden and Kamala Harris being elected, um, was my sticker and I I was robbed. <laughs> oh man. I'm just gonna go to a polling place just to get a real sticker for you, Anne. <laughs> my sister said that. She was like, I'm turning sticker? mine in at a polling place. I was like, well, oh, yeah. oh, say yeah. hi to your sticker. <laughs> oh my god. What else is up? What's cracking? Um, we tuned into a Netflix original, Adam Sandler, Happy <gasps> Madison production. Halloween Hugh or Hubie Halloween, excuse me, Hubie Halloween. I need your thoughts on this. My first question would be, did you finish it? The kids finished it. <laughs> the f- 20 minutes in, I looked at Harry and I was like, what the fuck? Do we? <sighs> I don't know. I, I may, it was, it was very reminiscent of like, um, Billy Madison and a lot of you know all of Adam Sandler's very famous actor friends are all in it cameos of the wazoo and I get the nostalgia of like his SNL days and all his crazy voices but like I'm like every movie does he have to have a weird voice it's does not just to... a weird voice it's a speech it's like a... impediment 
Yeah. Or, yeah. Not even. I said to my brother, I felt like it was, like, someone took artificial intelligence and fed it (laughs) all of his old scripts and then asked it to cast the film based on, like, all of the IMDb listings. Because it is literally, it's, like, within the first five minutes, it's, like, pee your pants jokes and, like, children are bullying him. Right. And then the mom, the Julie Bowen character is like horny for him, even though he has the intellect of a child. Right. <laughs> it's very problematic. Do you have other Halloween movies that you might recommend? The girls got into Halloween Town this this year. I've never seen it. It's um 1990s disney i think it starts in the 90s like 96 was the first one and debbie reynolds plays the the grandma witch so that's kind of cool like um yeah it's cute r.i.p deb um yeah it's cute and then they have i don't know four three or four more sequels of halloween town return to halloween town and halloween town high like very a bunch of disney sequel pump up the pump out the sequels is it like more sort of a spiritual cousin to hocus pocus in that it's sort of silly and kind of fun is it yeah. a little younger than that maybe not i feel like hocus pocus could be scary for some kids and i don't yeah. think, i wouldn't say halloween town's like scary at all okay or, yeah no no big frights but cute um Lots of costumes and like Halloween Town is like the separate town of, of Halloween, sort of like Jack Skellington, like the, ho- <laughs> the, the Halloween Town, but not that scary either. Because I guess um, that could be scary for kids too. But it's cute. It's Disney, you know. Dimples, cute. It's cute. Dimples. The girls like is it. that a show? Dimples. Marie. Um, I don't know. I just thought about smiling and having little dimples. It was so cute. I feel like Polly, when you were a kid and she was a stage mom, would like do dimples to you. <laughs> dimples, meaning like smile. probably, <laughs> yeah. Show those dimples, re, 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 re. Yeah, I am trying to convince mom. my niece who is fifteen. Yes, fifteen. Very sad. Um, well, oh not sad for her. Sad for me. Just to be clear. And I'm trying to convince her to watch some scary movies with me. So, so far, I have politely requested that she watch The Shining with me. Oh, Which I think is a truly terrifying film. Yes. She also really likes Stephen King's writing. She's read a bunch of his books. So, I think I can sneak that in. Um, And then, I think she sort of said she wanted to watch The Sixth Sense. Which I feel Ooh, like is sort of a okay. one and done. I don't feel like that's a film that you can watch over and over and still enjoy in the same way. I feel like it, it rests pretty hard on plot twist. Sure. All right. Well, if you have any Agreed. other Halloween Agreed. recommendations other than QB Halloween, <laughs> there's still time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know we have a correction that we wanted to issue. I don't know if you would like to to share the correction. On... Yeah. yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Last episode, I said retribution in my terrible explanation to listeners, asking for listeners to to come on and talk about um, something they may have 
done to upset someone or more of like contrition I think I was thinking of like the term Mm -hmm. instead Mm -hmm. of retribution means like (laughs) revenge so I definitely didn't want to confuse anyone and (laughs) and um say that we were asking for some revenge stories we'll leave that to the Kardashians (laughs) uh so I noticed when you said retribution I'm at a point where I feel like if you understand what someone meant in 2020, you need to just, like, give them the space to just have maybe (laughs) said the wrong word. So I just want to be clear. I noticed it and I didn't correct you because I got what you fucking meant. So now I need to know. Okay, good. Did you notice it because you were listening or did an eagle-eared listener point it out to you? No, I noticed it when I listened back to it. And I was like, retribution, what the F? That's not what I meant. Okay, well, just but that's just the word the that record, came out. I knew what you meant, and I Thank cherish you. you. Oh, I cherish you too, Anne. I'm smiling too much right now, though. We need to get serious. Can you talk about something serious, please? <laughs> okay, don't hurt your face anymore. My face hurts, as my brother would say. His eyes. It hurts his eyes. <laughs> oh. Okay getting serious um so i was on my turning point foundation board call a few weeks ago and we talked about how american food insecurity is up 60 percent according to uh, food forward which is a, a nationally recognized food bank and out of that 60 percent increase 40 percent are first-time clients oh, meaning families that have never needed to u- utilize a food bank before so the pandemic is definitely showing um, how bad food insecurity is overall, but now it's made it even worse with families that have never had to utilize food banks before. That's huge. So we have a couple different food resources in the sort of tri-county area. Is that right? Yes. So anyone can donate to food banks in your area. Um, Feeding America is, I think, the biggest most widely known um, food insecurity websites because they've been partnering partnering with a lot of political organizations and getting the word out about food insecurity during the pandemic, especially. So Feeding America is a great resource and they will help you find uh, local food banks. And then FoodShare is another great um, resource. And then on a little personal side note, um, St. Bonaventure High School here in Ventura, my alma mater, is doing a Cans for a Cause decorated trunk drive through uh, drive through event at their school parking lot on Friday, October 30th from 3 to 5 p.m. here in Ventura. And they're asking for canned goods as your admission, quote unquote. And um, you can drive through and see de- different decorated trunks throughout the parking lot for Halloween. And uh, masks are required for that event. That's so cool. I love that they're doing yeah. that. Yeah. My um, cheer coach, when I went, is still there, still working there. She was Maya's cheer coach when Maya went through St. Bonaventure. And so she'll just keep me in the loop about what's going on. And it's very cute. We're still great friends. Oh, that's so sweet. So on Friday, yeah. October 30th, so right before Halloween. October 30th. Yep. Day before Halloween. From three to five at the Ventura campus. And you bring cans and then you get to see people who have like decorated trunks for Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't want to call. I can't, I guess we can't call it 
a trunk or treat right now because of COVID or whatever, and people can't aren't encouraged to do big events. But it's a drive-through event, so you get to stay in your car and just get to see different. I guess scary, maybe hopefully fun Halloween. That is trunks. really awesome. Yeah. I feel like any <laughs> yeah. reason to get to show up and just make that small effort. We were talking about this last time. Any small effort, like I was filling out postcards today. Um, there's this website that my friend turned me on to, and I think it's literally called Voter Send Postcards. Um, and I was writing them out today, just encouraging people to vote. And I got this list of people. Uh, half of them were in Ohio, another half were in Kentucky. And you wow. know, I'm like, let's vote for change on November 3rd. Like, that's it. But that's the thing that I can do to try to support people who are, you know, deciding whether or not to vote and for people to bring cans to something because it's Halloween. I just feel like we all just need a little bit of a reason and a little bit of an opportunity and people will show up. Absolutely. That's really cool. When you found out about that through Turning Point Foundation, is that what you said? About the food insecurity? Yes. Will you talk a little bit Um, about Turning Point Foundation? Turning Point, yes. Um, it's a local nonprofit organization. Our big focus is homelessness. We have uh, many different um, programs throughout Ventura County. I've been serving on the board for, oh gosh, is it four years now? Wow. Yeah, four years. And um, the staff is amazing. Turning Point um, Foundation.org. If you want to check out more about all the programs that we offer here locally, they have um, an amazing staff. They do great work, and I'm very proud to serve on their board. I'm so proud of you. Thank oh, you. Marie, you're just the best. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, don't make me laugh. Oh, face. My face. My face. Face to face. <laughs> We'll just hope that by the next episode, I'll have happy news. Although, um, yeah. I had a little moment when the doctor was like, yeah, you know, this, this could be basal cell. I wanted to ask, so what do you, like, what do we do if it is? You know, if I test positive, right. I don't even know how to say that. Um, and I just didn't have the balls to ask. I feel like I've just hit this limit emotionally where I can't, <laughs> like, I just can't intentionally engage in bad news like I, I opened Google News yesterday morning I get it just yeah. so like you know what's going on in the world it's Monday it's a whole new week and they were like hey we mm-hmm. Coney Barrett hearings start today and I literally out loud was like no <laughs> I, I just had to close it you know I just I don't know yeah. I um, am crying more than I usually do as well so that's been fun I feel you. I feel your pain. <sighs> Big long sigh. Cleansing breath. <sighs> um, so I was talking to a friend of mine who has little kids and we were sort of going back and forth on what do you do for self-care? You know, it's not all bubble baths and face masks. Maybe it is. And <laughs> I shared with her that I have the luxury right now because my family is sheltering in place with me. My parents are staying with me right now. I have the luxury that I stay off my devices on the weekend. 
So I wake up in the morning and I leave my phone in my bedroom. And if I can make it through the whole day without having to go fetch it, I'm off my phone the whole day. So I'm not on uh, electronics, basically. Um, And I was laughing as I was telling her this because, of course, if you think about how much one is on their phone, it kind of leaves this giant gap of like, okay, well, then what do you do? (laughs) You're stuck at home. (laughs) You can't check TMZ or Google News. Like I do, exactly. just compulsively. You know, they call it doom scrolling of like you just can't stop. <laughs> but my problem yeah. isn't this like literally the scrolling. It's that I will open Google News compulsively. I will sit in front of the TV. I will check the news. I will close my phone. Two minutes later, I open it again. And I know yeah. that it's weird and creepy and like not healthy. But Marie, I feel like I cannot control it. I think I do the same thing. Even if I turn on a show to watch it, a show, like, I'm still picking up my phone. I'm like, what am I doing? I'm supposed to be watching the show, but I'm, like, staring at my phone instead. I don't think you're the, I don't think it's just you, Anne. You're right. It is doom scrolling. Doom scrolling. It's it's the second pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) We are the virus. (laughs) Yeah, it's super frustrating because I feel like I don't like being on my phone I intentionally have an older phone because the bigger the screen gets the easier it is to spend time on it I literally have an iPhone 8 and it it had a problem recently and I had the option with the insurance that I have to replace the phone or get it repaired (laughs) and I just get it repaired option two yeah I was like I don't want a bigger nicer phone all that means is that I will be on it more in fact I've seen um ads for a phone that's like a it's not literally an old school phone it's you know nice looking it almost looks like a a blackberry except all it has is texting and phone calling and the whole point of it is like get off your phone right um but when i was looking for how to fill the time i decided that i would try painting but i am really not good at it (laughs) 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 and I like I've always loved art but from the sidelines I never took an art class you know in school sure yeah I probably haven't even watched like YouTube videos maybe I should do that but I feel like (laughs) there's like a certain release that I give myself of you don't have to be good at this doing it is what matters but then when I'm done I finished a painting on Sunday. I set it in the house because I was like, look, I made a thing. But now every time I see it, I just scrutinize it and just feel bad about myself. (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, So I don't know if you have tried to learn something new and been bad at it. But if you have any encouragement, I would welcome it. No, you have to try. You have to keep going. Um, Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm creative in... A, a, like as an artist a painter or anything like that but I feel like I am more creative in other ways and that helps me <laughs> feel like that's okay I'm not that type of creative I'm this type of creative that's I love cool. that though <laughs> you know like what what are you I know you're an amazing comedian and I have been Aww. hassling you I would really love to share your stand-up on this podcast <laughs> thanks 
Yeah, we'll get to that. That's but yeah, like the writing, I feel like I'm stronger at than any sort of uh, painting or drawing or any anything like that, like visual art. Because you're Place. an amazing visual performer. Art, yes. Yeah, so it's not just the writing. I feel like when I was growing up. I was like, I'm going to write, you know, like be behind the curtain, just the brain writing. But I feel like (laughs) what's so fun about your work, because I've seen you perform, is that your writing is so brilliant, but you are also just a consummate performer. You do improv, you do CNN. I think you just have like a very natural ease about you that is very charismatic. So um, I would agree with that. So what you're saying is you're not bad Thanks, at anything. Sam. Is that what I'm hearing you say? You're, oh. not, you're not bad at anything? <laughs> no, that's I fine. Couldn't, no, that's cool. I couldn't paint. The closest thing to painting is one of those wine, you know, wine classes. Or, I guess <laughs> you just go drink wine and paint. It's like a paint, but. <laughs> we did one of those through work. I think you were there. This yes. was like five years ago. And yes, I. Yes. Literally, I remember we were painting like a tree. Is that right? It was like a yes. spooky tree. Yeah. And we were at a mall. And I remember when I left, I walked out toward the parking lot. I lifted the lid of the Stop. mall trash can and I put my canvas <laughs> in the trash can and put the lid back on because I was like, that piece of shit is not making it into my fucking car, much less to my home. <laughs> so here's my question for you do you still have that painting i think it's around here somewhere we need a photo was... of it okay we need I'll a photo it down okay we're Definitely. gonna post it on gtpodcast.com <laughs> in the show notes because you said you're not good at visual art but i have a feeling that you are no i think we kept it as a joke really. <laughs> <laughs> That's, like, not a small thing to keep as a joke. But maybe that's just more in line with your comedic talents. It's like mm. you're, you're willing to keep uh, garbage in your house. No, yours yes. isn't garbage. <laughs> yes. No, it is. It literally is. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, there is this amazing quote by Ira Glass, who uh, is most famous for uh, being the voice of This American Life on National yes. Public Radio, NPR. Um, I will post it in the show notes too and he has this amazing quote about when people try new things and this idea of like no no you're going to be bad at it and you're going to be bad at it for a while <laughs> but like just keep going um, and I don't think that I've ever adopted a good habit I'm not someone who like I don't take vitamins I don't exercise regularly I, I honestly Marie couldn't list for you a positive habit that I've picked up in adulthood <laughs> um, but I found his quote very encouraging because it was like, yeah, of course you're bad at it. That's fine. Whereas I always think when I try something new that I'm going to be like really good at it. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, foreign languages, archery, you name it. Yeah. I'm like, Anything. oh shit, this is going to be it. I'm going to be, you know, the next Bobby Fisher, And then I'm not. Yeah. We're going to the Olympics. Mm. <laughs> Tokyo 2020. Mm. Slash 2021. <laughs> Fair enough. Something I look forward to. Just look forward to the Olympics. The Olympics. <laughs> oh, I was going to say I'm going to split my stitches, but I don't have stitches. He just sliced whatever it was right off the top. Right off the top. Gonna, whatever healing, like, you know 
pre-scab sort of healing, you know, gooiness is there. We, we need that to, we need that to stay in place. Yeah. He gave me a heal. whole wound care sheet. Oh, and then I went oh. and got a flu shot. <laughs> Oh, we've got to do that. So I had, I had a pretty banner day yesterday. I feel like yesterday is going to be one of those days that I remember 10 years from now, whereas all these yeah. other days have just sort of slid together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Flu shot 2020. Remember? <laughs> uh, when are you voting? What is your plan to vote? What's your timeline? This week we're going to do it. I'm going to break out the old ballot. And all my little uh, booklets with all the information. Are people sending you lots of flyers? Is that what you're Lots of flyers. The salon I go to, uh, the owner of the salon, her husband is running for city council. Oh, cool. Yeah. Local politics. Local politics. There's a lot of people, a lot of new blood, I feel like, trying to get on that city council, which... Could be a good thing. They reorganized it. I don't know how long ago because I was not living there, but they reorganized it. It used to be a general election. So anyone could run and be placed. And what they realized was it was over-representing the downtown merchants and the downtown developers. Ah, And so they actually created districts for Ventura. And so now people are elected according to the district in which they They live. reside. Yeah. Okay. Um, And I think that that's been really healthy for representation for the city. And I I think it's interesting, you know, Ventura is not a monolith. I think it'd be really easy to be downtown and feel like it's um, super liberal, super progressive, very urbanist. And then you think about how far (laughs) Ventura stretches and there's a lot of demographic diversity there. We need that diversity represented in our city council i did notice and i i don't know if it's true or if it's bots with people trying to say that they won't vote because they think trump and biden are the same which blows my mind um Mm. but i i did want to share with you as i am just a few days ahead of you on the voting thing um that there are actually quite a bit of propositions on this year's ballot that have to do with racial justice. And that was something that you and I were talking about last time. Um, yeah. So Prop 16, if you vote yes, it restores affirmative to California. Prop 17, if you vote yes, restores voting rights to Californians who are on parole. Prop 18 would allow 17-year-olds to vote in primaries if they'll be 18 by the general election, which I think is super fascinating. Yeah. Um, If you vote no on Prop 20, it protects criminal justice reform and it protects our right to privacy. It has to do with a very creepy DNA database that they're trying to implement. Uh, Um, And then Prop 25 ends cash bail for pretrial incarceration. So I will uh, will share the link that I used. Like I said, it's a progressive voter's guide. It's Courage California. Um, so I'll share that in the show notes, but it it was super helpful for me because I I don't know if you experienced this, but I feel like the language is so sneaky on the ballot. You know, it's like you're you're reading it and you're like, is this good or is this bad? Is this really bad? (laughs) Do we make porn stars wear condoms? (laughs) Do you remember that? I remember that. I remember that. It's so funny that you're saying that because I feel like that has been my analogy this whole time with people who do or don't want to wear masks is there's this whole like sexual health metaphor 
of like people not caring about whether or not they infect other people and people not wanting to wear it because it's uncomfortable and then yeah when trump got sick i'm like no no this metaphor is working all the way (laughs) (laughs) well i'm always happy for this time with you and me too i am so excited that we're doing this again especially not being on social media i feel like this is my like outlet to share yes to same. share my existence so um i think I love it. we want to thank all the listeners as you uh admitted earlier and i know that i've definitely listened to them for quality control um i i've been listening and re-listening and of course i'm going to give another shout out to the toi and grage toi courtney we love you we miss you we can't wait to have you on um but with this new app that means that really anyone could come on. So y'all, if, Anybody. if you want to come on, if you want to do a little bit of delicious dish, <laughs> yes. let us know. It's super easy to record uh, now that we're all socially distanced. Come get some retribution from Marie. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh, it's true. <laughs> and that's a wrap for episode three, Grajitois. Thanks, everybody.